0: I would say when I see people staying an extra hour and saying like if I didn't do it nobody else was going to do it that's a little bit different than when they're like OMG I just did this I just you know shipped code to the marketing site for the first time ever you know like that face that they make when they talk about those kinds of things is really different than when they're like well I was in Pacific time and it was Friday and nobody was coming on after me and there was a pissed-off customer. And so I stayed an extra hour like mm-hmm. every day this week or whatever, you know, that, that kind of thing.
1: Hey y'all! I'm Chase Clemens, and this is the Support Ops Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now, Jeff's out this week, but you're going to get to meet the uh, the other two of the best support pros out there. And I should say two. um, Sorry for the impromptu sabbatical that we just had for like the last three or four weeks. It's just you know scheduling fluked out and everything else but we're back now and thanks for uh sticking with us through the the summer break there i think that's a thing now i think we you know we have a winter break we'll have a summer break next year maybe yeah um so first up that yeah you heard was carolyn from buffer how are you
0: hi i'm great sorry did i speak too early (laughs) no
1: never i mean that's the whole point of the show is like just get rid of the chase talking stuff and get into the everything else is better (laughs) stuff Um. And then the other, Chase Livingston from Automatic. How are you?
2: Hey, doing well. Miss being with you guys on Monday nights.
1: Yeah, you really missed a break from the kid, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's nice to have a break sometimes.
2: Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) He's fun, though.
1: Yeah. So speaking of breaks this week, we are talking about kind of your work life balance schedule, whatever you want to call it. Um, Everybody calls it something different, but uh, one of the things that we've trying to been kind of have been trying to get the word out at Basecamp is this idea that 40 hours is plenty of time for work. You don't have to worry about 50, 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks, 40 is enough. Like get what you got to do, get uh, done in 40 and then, your life and your family and everything else outside of that um, you know, that that's your time. So we're going to talk about is 40 hours enough? Um, How do you make sure that, you know, that the rest of your team sticks to 40 hours or if that's a different number for, for your team, how do you uh, stick to it? Um, And how do you get them to stick to it? Especially when you're remote, that's the toughest one I think, because it's so tempting just to pull out the laptop whenever you can, if you don't have to go to like a physical office location to work. So, to fit in with the uh, the manager theme that we've been talking about, we're going to uh, go with a sentence on this one. Regardless of seniority, every good manager helps balance the team's work-life schedule. So, um, Carolyn, we'll start with you on this one. Is uh, For the buffer team, is 40 hours enough?
0: 40 hours is enough for some people some of the time. Yeah. Um, I would say it's not always enough for every team every week and it's not always enough for every individual person every week um depending on what's going on in the company or in the role um but it should certainly be enough at least some of the time yeah
1: some of the time so a minority of the time
0: no most of the time yeah most of the time it should be most of the
1: time Uh, Livingston, when it comes to automatic 40 hours.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. I think we have, I mean, there's always more work to be done, which I think is true anywhere, but, um, just, you know, staying on top of day-to-day things that have to be done and and that kind of thing. I think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 40 hours is, is what we try to shoot for. Um, Mm -hmm. some people work more, some people can get the same amount or more done in less time. So yeah, I think that is true everywhere, not just automatic.
1: Yeah, it's always gonna be, you know, you're gonna have your your launch weeks and that kind of thing. Um I remember when we when we released Basecamp three, that was, you know, for a week there, so it was a lot. <laughs> Same when we released Basecamp two. And I'm sure like with y'all too, when you do product launches and releases and that kind of thing, it, it just it's a little bit more um more time wise required, I guess is a good way to say that, right? Um but, yeah, for the most part, I think like you know when we talk about forty hours being enough i I think for me personally it 's always do I really get forty hours? Is it really forty hours, or is it like people wasting my time?
0: <laughs> um,
1: we talked a, a, somewhere back, vaguely back in there, like meetings that suck up our time that have no purpose whatsoever, right, you know, um you get people in a room, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know you're what was slated to be a 30-minute meeting is now an hour long, and it's just like, why am I here? Why are you wasting my time? Um, so I want to, Carolyn, probe a little bit on your uh, most of the time, 40 hours is enough. What situations have you run into where folks have needed more time?
0: Yeah, um, and just to circle back, when you said right. Before I realized (laughs) both of us were nodding at you, but the majority of people listen to this podcast (laughs) instead of watching this podcast. So, sorry, I need to remember to break that habit.
1: Um, Uh, I need to get like a Morgan Freeman voice to like narrate.
0: (laughs) Participants are nodding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So yeah, you mentioned to answer your question about like when is 40 hours? Um, Well, a couple things. Um, You mentioned like launch weeks, of course, like there's sometimes when the whole company is on. Um, There's also, I think, times when people are transitioning roles or trying to learn something new um, where 40 hours doesn't feel like 40 hours because you're really excited about whatever it is you're working on and you feel compelled and... Mm -hmm thrilled to work until seven because you're on a roll or you're reading something that you're really into and you're learning a new thing. Um, so I think that's totally fine as long. And as the manager's role, it's not necessarily to restrict that or to say you can't do that. Um, so it's just to make sure that you keep an eye on it and that it seems like it's coming from a healthy place and that you don't necessarily form habits based on that time. Um,
1: so when talk about a healthy place there, like you as a manager, when you're looking at the rest of your team, how do you figure out like what's healthy and what's, what's not when we'll stick with your example, like when they're learning something new, how do you know when, when they're staying an extra hour or two is healthy?
0: Yeah, I guess this same, I don't know that it's too complex. It's just, um, I would say when I see people staying an extra hour and saying like, if I didn't do it, nobody else was going to do it. That's a little bit different than when they're like, OMG, I just did this. I just, you know, shipped code to the marketing site for the first time ever, you know, like that face that they make when they talk about those kinds of things is really different than when they're like, well, I was in Pacific time and it was Friday and nobody was coming on after me and there was a off customer. And so I stayed an extra hour like mm-hmm. every day this week or whatever, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um the last thing I was gonna say is I think there's also different times in people's lives that have nothing to do with work when um sometimes it can be useful to work a, a lot, a little bit extra. Um and sometimes it can be useful to work less. Um depending on I know that sometimes like when I've been traveling, especially when I was traveling alone, um I worked more because I didn't know anybody where I was. I didn't necessarily have anything to hop off and do. (laughs) Um, And in that case, like my, my community at work was very useful to me to feel connected. Um, And then there's been other times when I've needed a little bit of grace from my coworkers so that I could um, focus on my life a little bit more and work a little bit less and, those times even out, I think. And if they don't, then that's when it's a manager's role to notice that and say, hey, let's talk about this. It's it's either taking a toll on your team because it's too, too little hours a week or not too few. Um, or to say, I value you and I fear you're going to burn out. Let's talk about that.
1: Chase, you're nodding along there. So this is the Morgan Freeman voice being like participants nodding. What, what, like, what are you agreeing with?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's actually something interesting that a uh, discussion I had with, Anne, my team lead recently is, uh, you know, making sure to manage burnout and, um, you know, that's happened over the years with people on the team and even myself, you know, putting in almost too much work, like working a whole day and then feeling like I want to log back in in the evenings while I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and, you know, not doing anything else. And I think that's important to realize is that, um, you know, you do need that time away um, from work. You can't just work constantly, you know, all the time, Uh, especially, you know, those of us that have families and and other commitments and that kind of thing. It's even more important then, I think, to, um, you know, focus on that uh, that time with family and, and really, you know, invest in that relationship, um, outside of work, um, especially. So that's, you know, that's where the, the nodding is coming from, I think, um, because I've been just as guilty as anybody else of, um, you know, putting in more than my, you know, required or or even needed amount of time, um, at work.
0: Can I pick on one thing that he just said? I think the most, such an interesting line that just slipped out of your mouth. I don't think you were even aware of it. You said, when I'm sitting around watching TV and I'm not doing anything else, you feel like sometimes obligated. And like you just said you were watching TV, but like, I think that is the danger that you talked about earlier, Chase Clemens about remote, especially because otherwise you feel like, well, I'm not doing anything else, especially in customer service roles where like to chase Livingston's point, like there's always more work to be done. So when you have that moment of like, oh, well, like, I don't have a legitimate excuse that I'm not at work other than the fact that it's 8 p.m. Like, I could be working. <laughs> like, I'm not at a at an event. So, and that's like that guilt and that pull. Um, and I think that's really something to watch out for on, um, on a remote team, especially.
1: Yeah, I think we... Kind of heroize. Uh, I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Uh, some of this too, like you were talking about. There was an angry customer. It was Friday at eight o'clock. Nobody else was coming until Monday. Like this was like you know. I helped out the customer. We saved the day. We look good. They're happy. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, nobody. That. Yeah, to that, that, that. Nobody forced me to, but like I'm the hero. You know, right. watch my cape fly in the background, <laughs> and that can be really dangerous because mm. we. You know, if that's the kind of people that you start holding up, then the rest of your team gets the message that like, yeah, this is something you should be doing. This is something you should be emulating. And it goes from like this, um, you had a choice moment into like peer pressure understood kind of whatever that, yeah, you should be doing this at eight o'clock on a Friday or, you know, six o'clock on a Saturday morning. You should be checking the queue, seeing if somebody like is, is upset or if somebody can't get in or whatever, whatever, right? And it's easy for managers to rely on that too much, you know, uh, instead of the manager taking a, a moment and going, you know, we, we should really have this covered. Like, we should have a better system in place other than relying on somebody to feel guilty or f- want to feel like they're going to be a hero for helping a customer out, on, you know, outside of their normal work hours. Like, that, that's, a man- that's our manager's faults, right? That's us, like, letting the rest of the team down and setting unrealistic expectations.
0: That's a great distinction. The difference between, I think like this happens every now and then it's rare. I have chosen because I'm in a, I am a customer service soul. Therefore, like I get a ton of joy and satisfaction from signing off after helping that customer break through that thing versus counting on that and assuming. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think that's a really, really good distinction.
1: Yeah, it feels almost like um, it's like the manager choosing versus the the team member choosing, right? So the manager choosing that um, we're not going to have coverage on a Friday night because I know somebody will like show up versus a team member choosing to, I happen to see it, you know, out of the corner of my eyes. as I was leaving and I wanted to help. Mm-hmm. Um, same with like the marketing example you had earlier. Like, you know, if you're doing that on a Friday night, because you're really excited about this and really finding joy in it versus like your manager said, you have to learn how to push the marketing side and didn't give you any time to do that. Mm-hmm. Like during the week, like that's completely different.
0: I think Jeff talks about that at Wistia that they, that they do have time built into the week. I wonder if that's still true. Um, I know at least, some time ago, there was specific time built into the week if they were learning to do mm-hmm. something. Um, and actually, the Buffer customer service team just started doing that as well. Um, professional development Fridays. Um, do y'all do That's that? That's
1: snazzy. I want that on, like, a T-shirt.
0: Yeah, PDF. It's, <laughs> <that is. laughs>
1: oh, and now I want a PDF icon on it. <laughs> uh Livingston, do y'all do anything like that?
2: Um, not exactly, I wouldn't say. Um, I mean, we have you know, discretionary time that we can use and and that kind of thing. And like, I've started uh, blocking out some time on Fridays to like test specific flows and things like that, that, you know, maybe uh, like developers or we don't run through regularly, but the users might be hitting and, you know, there could be problems, whatever. Um, So just making sure that there's no issues there. And, and, you know, that's a, a way to do something important, obviously, that needs to be done, but it's, you know, outside of, the normal day-to-day grind uh, uh, of tickets. Um, and so uh, it, it's nothing really official, I guess I would say, but that is something that um, we all have the ability to do and, and something that I personally have instituted, you know, recently to, to start doing that, um, you know, to contribute in other ways, essentially.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah, with our Basecamp team, we... So we've tried a couple of different things. We did have... Uh, we call it R&I, Research and Innovation, Um, so we did do full days. So everyone got a different day during the week, usually to line up with your, whatever summer day you were taking off since Basecamp does 32 hour weeks during the summer. So everyone has an extra day off. Um, so we did that for a while. And then recently we shifted into an R and I block every day because some people liked having it every day versus like just once a week. So you would have like a two hour block every day of whatever you want to work on. Like you're just off like customer interactions basically. Uh, and then when we shifted into summer hours back at the beginning of May, we kind of made the trade-off where um, we don't do that specifically at set times um, because you are getting an extra day off during the week. So during summer hours, we just kind of like put it on the schedule if you need some extra time. Uh, and I think that's one of the big things that we've learned. like It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, whether we're in summer hours or not. If you put it on the schedule, it gives you this space and this grace to like actually take advantage of that time. Um, it's just kind of this implicit understanding between the team and you that I'm taking this time, um, I'm going to work on whatever I need to work on, and then my team members are going to have my back and make sure that I can take that time. So that's always like the tricky thing, right? Like we're empathetic people; like we want to make sure we're pulling our weight and you know not leaving the team members out to hang like dry just because we're working on personal development. Uh, so by like actually putting it on a calendar or schedule somewhere that that's like a big, um, ceremony is the wrong word, but like, that's a big, um, like flag in the ground kind of thing. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Do you have to show or report on what you've done during that time or is it?
1: Uh, not really. Um, I mean, so we have a a daily check-in that goes out every day. Well, a daily check-in that goes out every day. Um, that basically asks, what did you work on today? And people, so the check-in goes out at 4.30 at the end of your workday. It asks, you know, what did you work on today? And then everyone in the company will send their answers in. So at the end of the day, you can like look through and see what everybody's been working on. Oh,
0: wow. So
1: typically speaking, people will put what they're working on in there. But then sometimes it's like if you're working on something that really isn't ready for like, quote unquote, prime time, we'll mm-hmm. uh, hold off on that um so like there have been projects i've worked on in the past where it's like you know we're working on this it's not really ready for a bunch of you know other people commenting and contributing and that kind of thing yes. So, you know kind to hang off on a hold off on mentioning that to other people but then when it's ready you know then you kind of like this is what i've been working on for the past two months
2: we do weekly updates which are pretty similar to that you know we don't do daily but we um are try to be pretty good about weekly updates. And I mean, those can get kind of long depending on how much you've done in a week, I guess, outside of, I mean, you know, normally if I do tickets, I just say, you know, I did tickets and then, but, you know, obviously all the other little things outside of that, like I tested this and I reported this bug on GitHub and, you know, all kinds of random stuff like that. We try to highlight all of that. And, um, you know, so that Everybody can see what we've been working on, even if, you know, it doesn't seem like maybe we've been as active in the, the support queue. Maybe, Uh, maybe there was, you know, something else going on that I had in in the weekly update, very similar to what you said in the daily check-in sort of gives you the chance to explain yourself if, if you will, I guess. It's not really that that has to be done, I don't think, but just, you know, so others know. And, you know, if, uh, if there's a question of what you've been working on, it's easy to point to that, you know, every week and, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it helps with that balance too. Like, if you see somebody who is just like, like you mentioned, like paragraphs long worth of work, like maybe it's legit, maybe it's not. Like, you'll like the more that the more of those kind of check ins that you do, whether it's daily or weekly, like the more the check ins that you do, the better sense you get of somebody's workload and their like typical schedule and things like that. So, you know, if somebody is like, you know, maybe a paragraph worth of work every week and then all of a sudden they've got like five pages. Something's wrong. Like something changed right in there. Um, Like there's a, and Carolyn, I think like there was some episode that you kind of alluded to, like your job as a manager is to see those kind of patterns. Right. And this is a pattern. If you're not like, and I don't think any of us like really track how many hours each person works every week. So if you can't rely on that, you have to rely on other stuff. Like, you know, the check-ins that we do. Mm. So just for the last part of the, uh, the show, I want, I do want to bring it around to the remote thing because that is something that, man, it's tough, right? You know, um, let was talking about, you know, being in there and feeling that draw just because you're remote and you can work and, and, you know, the hero thing and all that. Um, so Carolyn, we'll start with you. How do you keep yourself from like jumping in and working in those moments? Like those moments when you know you really shouldn't, like the moment where if you had to go to a physical office location to work, you would say, no, I'm not going. But just because you're working remotely, you're like, yeah, I'll work.
0: Yeah. um, I mostly do work in those moments, but I also... um, feel very comfortable to not work in other moments when I need to not work. So we've talked about this a little bit in the past. And I think this is a good contrast to Chase Livingston's experience where um, I don't have a baby. <laughs> I don't have a family. Like I do have that freedom to, like I'm not letting anybody down if I do choose to work one night a week or on a mm-hmm. Saturday morning because I like opened my computer and like I happen to see that something is in front of me that I want to work on, um, whether that's like in the inbox or not. Um, But it's much easier for me to make up that time in other ways. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm because I have that flexibility in my, in my life, I do tend to manage my energy, not my time in that, in that sense. Um, And I don't necessarily stick to Monday through Friday, you know, without, without Mm -hmm. working on the weekends. But I, I also like, feel very comfortable to to make up that time and go for a long lunch or something um so yeah i think that that's me personally
1: i mean like especially when you're in nashville how can you not just like be like i'm gonna take a two-hour lunch because the (laughs) food here is delicious
0: yeah and you know
1: princess hot chicken come on now uh,
0: yeah well and you know if it's not a long lunch it's you know maybe you travel on a yeah. you leave a, a little bit early so that you can travel on a Wednesday instead of a Saturday to save $200 on a flight, like something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, you, you tend to, I tend to make up that time other ways. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's how I do it. What about you, chasing?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously with you know, a wife and, and a kid and, and that kind of thing, it's a little bit different. Um, and so I, you know, I try to not just pull out the laptop whenever I you know feel like it or if I get a which I probably should turn off. But if I get a Slack ping on my watch or something like that, that somebody's asked a question, you know, there's always the temptation there to, Oh, well, I could just go grab my phone and, you know, quickly answer that. And then it turns into a 25 minute conversation or something with somebody. And um, so that's a constant battle. I think everybody has to, to deal with depending on your, your situation. Obviously, if, you know, if I were single and with no kids, that wouldn't be probably as big of an issue, but you know, when I'm, at home at night with the family, I I should probably be focused on them and, you know, playing with Hunter and, uh, you know, interacting and giving my wife some, uh, adult conversation if she, you know, hasn't had that much during the day, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something to be conscious of. And, and I'm definitely not the the best at it either, but, uh, it is tough. And I, I mean, I still have the, the flexibility to, you know, take a day off or, you know, take an afternoon off and make it up on the weekend. We do, you know, occasionally work weekends anyway, if, if things are either really backed up or, you know, we just need to keep, you know, some things under control. That's, you know, not unheard of for sure. And usually if, if you do work a weekend that is understood, you may take a day off to make up for that the following week. So, um, you know, you're not expected to work seven days a week, obviously. Um, and so it's sort of the... The give and take there to to just figure out how that schedule is gonna work with your you know life situation and and how you you know can best devote your time to work and also to your family.
0: so that's a really good point. I'm glad you bring that up because we've dealt with that a little bit with like just because I'm comfortable to work on a Saturday doesn't or whatever doesn't mean that if I send that slack paint, it's not going to screw up your night. Right and that 's especially tricky with different time zones like sometimes it 's not even somebody working late, sometimes it's just somebody working at three o 'clock and mm-hmm. you know or whatever in in their you know in their u s time zone and somebody in Europe is always having to like decide whether or not to jump in, and that 's really emotionally and mentally taxing mm-hmm. so um, we 've just started talking about that as a company, like as a rule, do we have our Slack notifications on and collectively agree that we won't send messages until it's an emergency or do Mm -hmm. we collectively agree to turn them off and send messages at any point. Um, and I I think think that second one's easier.
2: Yeah. I think do not disturb that Slack has is pretty good for that. Um, I mean, if it's an emergency, I think it gives you a way to even push through that. Um, if you really, really need to get in touch with somebody and, um, you know, that's, up to the person's discretion, obviously, whether it really is an emergency or not. And and you just have to trust that people are going to make the right decision there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that is, that is helpful. And, um, I agree that, uh, it's something that, you know, needs to be decided whether or not you're expected to be available 24 seven or whether you're not. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's a a decision that everybody in, in, you know, their own roles and their own companies are probably going to have to make uh, themselves. We can't, uh, you know, tell everybody the right answer to that.
0: And if if you are expected to be available, does the company pay for your smartphone?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's that would and pro- would pay for the service for your smartphone. I mean, I know, there's a lot of implications there. I think. Mm. Um, do you get paid extra if you do get pinged in the middle of the night and you end up having to work? Is that like a an on call overtime? I mean, mm. you know, how does that look? So a lot of uh, a lot of things to think about there.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that what you were going to uh, say, comment?
2: Yeah, I was going to
1: say the, the straight up forty hours. That's what I owe my employer. Like outside of that, I, that's my time, and my my employer better have a damn good reason to to reach out and break into that time for whatever oh. reason now, um, so you talk about like on call, yeah, when you're a smaller team, you might have to run on call for some situation, you compensate maybe a little bit for it, um, whether it's extra time off or better benefits or more pay like you can you can compensate for that. Um, but you as a manager, I feel like there should be a point where your team is sufficient enough to handle anything without needing an on-call rotation, where you're at the point where if something does go wrong in the middle of the night, like 3am in in Europe or whatever, like you have a European team to handle it. Um, that's kind of been our approach here at Basecamp. So from the support side, it's, we expand out to 24/7 support, uh, we got a gap right now on the weekends that we're struggling to fill, but we're almost there on <laughs> filling that one. Um, but you know, if the app goes down on Saturday night, then Sylvia has it covered. Like she's she's good. You know, she's she's got that. We don't have to wake up somebody uh, with our dev team. That's the one where we get the most pushback as far as like on call and pushing out of normal working hours and that kind of thing. Uh, our dev team has been working for, you know, a couple of years now to minimize the amount of, I need to wake you up in the middle of the night emergency type stuff, like Mm -hmm. pager duty notifications. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, and we make sure that, you know, that kind of things I mentioned earlier, a little bit better compensated and you get those hours back elsewhere and and that kind of thing. So they still have a on-call rotation, but they are working to both minimize the number of interruptions and they're also working to get... Um, better coverage globally so that they can not have to worry about a set on-call person. Um, so one of that, you know, if you're a three, four-person company, I get it. It's just not possible. It's it's tough. Uh, it's, you're going to have to make calls on that. But when you're like our size, right, the automatic buffer, Basecamp, Wistia, that kind of thing, like you can grow your team to the point where 40 hours is enough. So just my little rant. And I think it also is a... Um, you were talking about the, the pings, I mean, the the notifications and stuff like that. Yeah, Slack has the D&D, Basecamp has the work and wait. Um, but I think it's also a shift in mentality from going from somebody sent me a private message I have to answer right now and treating it like a, like a text message on your phone kind of thing. And shifting that into a, this is just, just an email that can wait. This is just, just a private message that can wait. Like, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. They don't, like, nobody has an expectation that you're going to get back with an answer right away. And that was one that I struggled with for a little while Mm. because for me, a private message equated to a text message. Like, I need to answer it now kind of thing. Um, And now, like, I've kind of, like, I've developed is not the right word, but, like, you've grown, so I've, like, grown to the point where I can get a, a private message and treat it like it's a private message that doesn't need an immediate response. Um, so it's, it's, you know, you're talking about like, as a team, do we want to do this? Do we do we want to do that? I, yeah. Like I always err back toward protecting your team members time as much as you can because you pay for 40 hours a week. And after that, like you're to have a good reason to bust into those hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So again, before mm-hmm. anybody emails me, like if you're a three person shop, I get it. It's different.
0: Right. <laughs> And it's, it's easier to form those habits than it is to break them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of this stuff, it's a mix. It's a mix between technology and it's a mix between your own mental um, models of some of this stuff. So like for me, I've never been in a situation where I wanted to work while I was watching Netflix or something like that. Because there are two places, well, three technically, three places I can work in my house. I can work in my office, I can work on the back porch, and I can work at the kitchen, the dining room table if I need to. And that's usually because somebody is in my office, like it's a guest room too. Like somebody's in here, I'm not going to like barge in and be like, Hey, I can't start work until you get up and get out. Um, So, you know, if I'm sitting in the living room, if I'm sitting in the family room, like my laptop doesn't come in there. That's a mental model I've put in place for myself. The laptop doesn't come in there. So there's no temptation for that. That
0: That's great. That's great. I know some remote people have like a no laptop in the bed. Yeah, <laughs> never, never. yeah i think that's never. probably pretty wise and
1: I, I am like this and so our, our audio listeners can't hear me so i've got my fingers in that like one inch apart kind of thing like i'm just close <laughs> to uh man i need morgan freeman <laughs> that would be great it's holds fingers up to the video <laughs> um but yeah like i am this close to being like i don't want my phone in my bedroom mm-hmm. anymore because i find that it's not like work interrupting then it's other stuff Right. I want to be interrupting, and that's a whole other show. It um, is. But the mental model, like, so take advantage of the uh, the tech that your apps offer, whether it's you know do not disturb modes. Uh, I mean, hell, Apple has like the global. I think Android does too, but like the global D and D thing. Like, make use of that. Mm. But also have some like mental models and boundaries, like I will work here, I won't work there, mm. kind of thing. I think that's, and it feels weird at first. But like, once you kind of settle into that, then it just, I don't know. I I find like uh, my, um, like when I'm away from work, I don't have to think about, like, I'm not worried about what's going on when I'm, you know, outside or with friends or with Elliot or whatever.
0: But that does take to your point earlier, a certain level of sophistication and habits and team to cover those things. Otherwise. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, so as a manager, like part of your job is to make sure your team grows as a team to that level where mm-hmm. you can do that. And it's also part of your job to make sure that people are like, we have this idea of professional development and I think professional development should be dealing with some of this stuff too. Like learning mm-hmm. how to set boundaries for yourself when it comes to to work and, and life outside of work. Um, like we, we talk about, oh, yeah, we're going to help you get better at like Ruby on Rails or, or CSS or, or whatever you want to learn, but then we don't help people get better at this kind of stuff too, which I think okay. we as managers are like, we could do better at that. Agreed. Sorry, that was a little digress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the to- on the topic of do not disturb and things like that, I'm going to send you a link for the show notes um, that are like the agreements we came to as a company about that. Um, nice. Yeah, we did, we did have people who took to your point, like, is this a, is this a message that I'm supposed to react to, or is this like at my leisure? And, you know, we have a lot of shorthand for that. Like, Mm -hmm. like NRN means like no response necessary and things like that. But um, yeah, we kind of agreed collectively that this is how we think of it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so you, you know what, what you're, what's expected of you. So I'll send that over to you.
1: I love that. It buys you like coverage, right? It buys you the, the option to say like, Hey, that goes against what we've talked about. So nobody can fault you at that point.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's not like, I mean, I wouldn't think that that's the, the, the problem most of the time. It's probably just that people feel it's, you know, it's it's intrinsic. You, you want to do right by your team. Mm -hmm. It's not you're afraid you're going to get in trouble, but.
1: That darn empathy that we hire for.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Last thoughts. Anything else, either you want to fill in on this? No, I think that was good. I did not mean to talk your ear off at the very end there, but since Jeff was gone, somebody had to.
0: It was great. <laughs> Chase Langson and I kind of had a whole side conversation at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So that's our take on this one. Let us know what you think. It's uh, hello at supportops.co if you want to drop us an email or if you're uh, on Twitter, we're at supportops there. Uh, if you've got any ideas for or any questions that you want to see us tackle, definitely get in touch with us in one of those ways because we're uh, you know, we're always more than happy, happy to tackle whatever we can. So that's it. Thanks for listening. And until we see you again, have an awesome week.